from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, May 12th. I'm Marco Werman. Hamid Karzai goes to Washington. The Afghan president wants to improve relations with the United States. There's been plenty of tension in that relationship. Some in the U.S. think Karzai is an unreliable ally, and some in Afghanistan think he's worse than that. He's corrupt, that he's a thief, that he doesn't care about Afghanistan or about anybody other than his own family and his own pockets. Also, London's new power couple and Jerusalem's unofficial anthem. First, this news. BBC News with Cathy Clugston. Britain's new Prime Minister David Cameron and his deputy Nick Clegg are insisting that their recently formed coalition, Britain's first in decades, is strong and will last. At a good-humoured news conference, punctuated by jokes, the former rival said their parties were united and would serve a full five-year term. Mr Cameron said the joint government represented a new politics. This is the first coalition government in Britain for 65 years. It will be an administration united behind three key principles. Freedom, fairness and responsibility. And it will be an administration united behind one key purpose. And that is to give our country the strong and stable and determined leadership that we need for the long term. The main ministerial portfolios have gone to Mr Cameron's Conservatives, but Mr Clegg's Liberal Democrat Party has got five cabinet posts. The new government has pledged to start tackling Britain's huge budget deficit immediately by making $9 billion of public sector savings this year. The new Foreign Secretary, William Hague, has confirmed that he'll be visiting Washington later this week for discussions on Afghanistan. He says another of his foreign policy priorities will be Iran. Correspondents say that the foreign policy issue that could divide the new coalition more than any other is Europe. But they've now set out a common approach, as our Europe editor, Gavin Hewitt, reports. The Conservatives have deep ingrained doubts about the European project. The Liberal Democrats are enthusiasts. But today, David Cameron said that he and Nick Clegg had accepted the differences. We haven't hidden them, but confronted them, he said, and agreement had been reached. The new Foreign Secretary, William Hague, said neither party was in favour of handing any more powers to the European Union. Legislation would be introduced guaranteeing a referendum if any government proposed ceding more sovereignty to the EU. The two parties have also agreed not to join or prepare to join the Euro in this Parliament. President Obama said American-led forces in Afghanistan have begun to reverse the momentum of the Taliban insurgency. At a news conference in Washington with the Afghan president, Hamid Karzai, Mr Obama also spoke of reported difficulties in their relationship, as Kim Khattas reports. President Barack Obama said tensions between him and his Afghan counterpart had been overstated. Both leaders said disagreements were a sign of how strong the relationship was. They acknowledged having frank discussions, but also made sure to praise each other in public. In the end, whatever the state of personal ties between the two men, they have to work with each other. President Obama said the military campaign was making progress in Afghanistan, but warned there would be hard fighting in the months ahead. World News from the BBC. 
A child aged about 10 is the only survivor of a plane crash at Tripoli Airport in Libya which killed about 100 people. Officials from the Netherlands say 61 of their nationals were killed in the crash. The cause isn't yet known. Karen Allen reports. The Afrikaia Airways flight, which had left Johannesburg on Tuesday night, crashed as it came into land in the Libyan capital. The sole survivor was a Dutch child aged 10 who is now being treated in hospital in Tripoli. Doctors say the child's injuries are not life-threatening and the youngster was expected to undergo surgery. Eight different nationalities were represented on board the ill-fated flight and Airbus A330, which had only been in service since September last year. As crash investigators pick their way through the debris of the plane, the authorities in Libya have ruled out a terrorist attack.